Bismillahirrahmanirrahim <coughs> We are still reading the narration of Hazrat Tamim Dari radiyallahu ta'ala an so The point we had reached when his body is placed This is the discussion about the person who was righteous, pious Person who was obedient to Allah ta'ala When he passes away then how is he treated So when he is placed in his grave so this is the point that we had stopped at. When his body is placed in the grave, his salah stands on his right hand side, his fast on his left, recitation of the Quran Sharif and remembrance of Allah Ta'ala above his head, the steps he took for salah with jama'ah stand next to his legs, and patience upon calamities and refraining from sin stand in one corner of the grave. Thereafter, punishment enters the grave and stretches its neck to reach the deceased person. So, during his lifetime, the person sometimes made some mistakes, he slipped up somewhere. So now the punishment for that particular issue, that dis- comes into the grave. But because he had been pious, he made toba. so these amal that he had performed now come to his aid. And when the punishment comes, what happens is discussed here now, that if it tries to reach from the right hand side, Salah says, keep away. By Allah, this person always brought difficulty in the world. Now he has the opportunity to sleep with ease. Punishment now tries to approach from the left hand side, but Som, the fasting prevents him in a similar manner. Thereafter it tries to approach from the head side, but this time the recitation of the Quran and Zikr block him saying, you have no right to approach him from this way. In short, he cannot reach the deceased from where he wants to enter, because Ibadat protects the friend of Allah Ta'ala from all sides. Punishment then becomes helpless and returns. At this instance, patients who are standing in one corner says to the various Ibadat, I was waiting to assist that side which may have appeared weak because of any type of deficiency caused in fulfilling it. But all praise is due only to Allah Ta'ala, you have protected him collectively. Now I will be of help to him when his deeds will be weighed on the scales. Thereafter two angels approach the deceased person, their eyes shine like lightning, their voice sounds like thunder, their canine teeth are as big as the horns of a bull. Flames of fire emit from their mouths. Their long hair hangs down towards their feet. And the distance between their two shoulders could be covered only after several days of journey. They do not even have a touch of affection and softness. But however, they do not treat the mu'mineen severely. Nevertheless, their appearance alone is sufficient to scare anyone. These two angels are called Munkar and Nakir. Each one of them holds such a huge and heavy hammer that if all the human beings and jinn in this world would try to lift it up, they would be unable to do so. They approach the deceased person and instruct him to sit up. The person immediately sits up and the shroud falls from his head to his hips. They question him, who is your Rabb? What is your religion? 
and what is the name of your Nabi? The person replies, my Rabbi is Allah, the one who has no partners, the sovereign master. My religion is Islam and my Nabi is Muhammad the seal of all prophets. Both the angels say you have replied correctly. The questions, this is the one exam where the paper is out very very openly and clearly. There is nothing secret about this exam. The questions have been clearly given to us and the answers the answers also mentioned very clearly. But the thing of importance is that in the Qabr it is not the theory that a person learned that will speak. It is not what he memorized that he will be able to repeat. His actions will speak. What is in his heart, that is what will speak. If he had Allah in his heart, the closeness of Allah Ta'ala, the consciousness of Allah Ta'ala, the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala, then he will be able to respond and say, Rabbi Allah. If he lived his life recognizing Allah as his Rabb, and obeying Allah Ta'ala, then this will be the answer that will come out of his actions, out of his heart. Likewise, he loved Islam. He wasn't only just aware of Islam in his mind, but he lived the life of the Yahud and Nasara. He conducted his life in their style, his weddings in their style, his day-to-day matters in their manner. So then this answer would be very difficult. If he didn't live Islam, then it's very difficult. Then the theory will not speak. Likewise, the person who lived his life in following Rasulullah then he'll be able to answer accordingly. So this is the important aspect that we have to make effort on, that the type of life that we live, kama tahyaun tamutun, the person how he lives, that is how he'll die. And how he dies, that is how he'll be resurrected on the day of Qiyamah. Hazrat Bilal radiallahu ta'ala it was his last moments and because he lived his life in that muhabbat of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa and in following Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the last moments also he expressed this extreme joy because he now sensed that my time is up I'm now leaving so now a person in that condition what not goes through his mind but what was his exclamation at that time wa taraba ghadan nalqal ahibba muhammadan wa hizba how excellent he is like cannot wait for it how wonderful how wonderful tomorrow meaning as soon as my eyes close and i will be in the akhirat i will meet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam i will meet the sahaba ikram something i can't wait for now somebody who lived his life like that so now the time comes when he goes like that. So the type of life a person lives, this is what we have to keep conscious of. Because the moments are ticking by, we don't know when that last moment will just suddenly come. How we lived our life, that is how we will finish off. Abu Bakr when he was in his last moments, so somebody came around and they saw him and they said to him, should we not call the, the doctor? He said, the doctor already has seen me. He said, but what did the doctor say? So he said, the doctor said, Inni fa'alun lima ureed. He was referring to the ayat of the Quran Sharif, Inna rabbaka fa'alun lima yureed. So he expressed it in 
as expressing the meaning of it that the doctor said meaning Allah Ta'ala has already declared this Allah Ta'ala has already declared this that I will do as I wish meaning when somebody's time has come I will take him so he didn't refer to any doctor of this world he was referring to the creator of insan Allah Ta'ala has already declared my time has come now no human doctor can do anything for me Allah Ta'ala has already declared this as Aisha Siddiqah came she was overcome by the emotion of seeing now her father departing and she recited some couplets so he said no no that's not to be recited now so what she recited was to just give him some hope he says no no what's to be recited now is وَجَاءَتْ سَكْرَةُ الْمَوْتِ بِالْحَقِّ ذَلِكَ مَا كُنْتَ مِنْهُ تَحِيدٌ that this difficulty of death has come with certainty this is something Allah Ta'ala has already stated very clearly that this will come to everybody and ذَلِكَ مَا كُنْتَ مِنْهُ تَحِيدٌ this is what you were trying to avoid you were trying to get away from but how can anybody ever get away from it in other words, this consciousness of the Qur'an Sharif, of the ayat of Allah wa ta'ala, of what should be a person's focus in life. Now, how he lived his life in this consciousness, being aware, being conscious, being concerned about how one will leave this dunya. Now, when the last time came, that consciousness was still just as fresh. And completely in control of his mind and heart, very, very aware of what's going on. And then he recited some ayat and he passed away. So the way a person lives, how he conducts his life, that is how his end comes. So we need to be forever concerned about this, preparing ourselves, keeping ourselves away from the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala, from places of sin, from being involved in sin. When that last moment comes, we have no idea. Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us that person is involved in some wrong and that's the time that last moment comes what a kind of death that is Allah Ta'ala keep us in his obedience forever and keep us there that beach is packed and everything is going haywire there or that place where there's all kinds of evil and filth somebody is drinking and somebody is dancing and somebody is merry making and now in the midst of all that nafs and shaitan attempting to be there would I like to die there if suddenly my last moment comes there will I be fine if I won't be fine there, I won't want to die there, so why should I go there? Because I have no guarantee of life. When the time comes, I got no idea. So the way we would like to pass away, that is how we would like to, we should learn. Where we would not be happy to pass away, we should never go there. Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala give us a tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'awana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.